0: Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, A Wee Little Man with a Great Big Problem, from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. It is in this episode of eternal interaction between Jesus and the wee little man, Zacchaeus, that we hear Jesus declare his mission loud and clear. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's good news for Zacchaeus. That's good news for us. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: Let me give you one more pair. One more pair of truths. First of all, Zacchaeus received Jesus as Savior. And secondly, but at the very same time, Jesus rescued Zacchaeus from his sin. That's salvation, isn't it? I receive Jesus, and he takes my sins away. The Bible says that when Jesus dies on the cross, that the Father takes the sin of every person, places it on Jesus, places it that he might bear them himself. This one who knew no sin has become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The Bible says that he laid on him, the iniquity of us all. When Jesus died on the cross, He bore your sins. And He bore the penalty of those sins. And He paid it absolutely in full so that you don't have to pay those anymore. Zacchaeus doesn't have to pay them anymore. No one has to pay them. Because like we sing, Jesus has paid it all. Can you imagine going to a store? Can you imagine somebody being in that store and lying in front of you and paying for everything that you have in your buggy? Everything. And listen, it don't take much to be in your buggy before that's a large amount, is it? You know, they pay for everything in your buggy. You push your buggy up there and ask the lady and she says, I'm, you know, yours has already been paid for. What would you say? Would you say, well, ring it up anyway. I want to pay it all by myself. That'd be foolish, wouldn't it? There are a lot of people who live this life in a foolish manner, trying to pay for what Jesus has already paid for, not receiving what he's done for them, but simply trying to take that on themselves. Thankfully, Zacchaeus is not that kind of man Instead, he is immediately compliant to what Jesus says. On this particular day, a saving relationship was started between Zacchaeus and Jesus. Zacchaeus received him, and the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to them who believe in his name. That was Zacchaeus on that particular day. And on that particular day, at the very same time, Jesus delivered, saved, and rescued Zacchaeus from his sin and from the penalty that followed. You say, Tim, how do you know? How do you know that he was saved? I want to show you in these last few verses how I know and how you can know for sure not only that Zacchaeus was saved, but you could know this for yourself as well. You see, Zacchaeus is not simply being compliant to a law. Zacchaeus is now being obedient to Jesus. He's being obedient to him. And you see his obedience at every line along the way. Look back, if you will, to verse number five. Jesus says to him after calling him by name, Make haste. Make haste. Hurry up, Zacchaeus. Come on, get with it. Do it. Right now. And what does verse number 6 say? So Zacchaeus made haste. Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus immediately. Immediately. That's when you're to obey Him. It's not simply come to a point of saying, well, you know, I, I feel Jesus tugging at my heart. I tell you what, if... If Jesus tugs on my heart again next week, then next week I'll give my heart to Jesus. If Zacchaeus had said that, he'd, re- he'd still be lost. If you say that, you might still be lost. I said that. And if it was only for the grace of God that gave me a second chance, it's only the grace of God that gives us a first chance, isn't it? Zacchaeus received Jesus immediately. As soon as the Spirit of God began to work in his heart, immediately, Zacchaeus begins to do what Jesus tells him to do. Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus immediately. Number two, Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus fully. See, not only did Jesus say in verse number five, Zacchaeus make haste. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste. And come down. What does verse 6 say? So Zacchaeus made haste. And he came down. He not only did what Jesus told him to do. He not only did it immediately, but he did it fully. He didn't simply say, okay, well, I mean, Jesus, I'm giving you my attention. But I I can't come down right now. I mean, you, you see all these people around me. You see these other people that have climbed up on this branch. If I get off the branch, what if if one of them falls? Jesus, if I I get down off the branch, where where am I going to put my foot? Jesus, if I get down off this branch, I'm going to get lost in the crowd. Listen, if they would line the streets to see Jesus walk by, imagine what the crowd does when Jesus comes to a stop. The Bible says that there are occasions where the people thronged about Jesus. Remember that one episode where there's a whole crowd that is gathered around Jesus and the Bible says that there was a lady that was there with an issue of blood and she reached out and touched just the hem of his garment. You remember what Jesus asked? Who touched me? <laughs> Peter and the disciples, you could just hear them giggling and laughing. Jesus, what kind of of question is that? People are pressing in on you from every side and you want to know who touched me? Jesus knows. He knows when you're reaching out to him. He knows when you're crying out to him. He knows when you're trying to get his attention. He knows when you want to take that relationship to a whole new level. So obey him fully. It doesn't matter that there's a bigger crowd. It doesn't matter that there are other people around. It only matters that you do what Jesus tells you to do. When I was a college student at the University of Georgia, I'd given my heart to Jesus three years earlier. I mean, for real, gave my heart to Jesus. My life was changing but I hadn't been taught like some of you have been taught I didn't have as good of a preacher as you got (laughs) I didn't know I was supposed to get baptized I thought I'd done that because I got wet when I was a little kid I sat there that day and the spirit of God was working in my heart and telling me Tim at that invitation "You you better get down there And you need to tell that preacher that you've given your heart to Jesus, but that you need to be baptized. And I did, just like some of you. My knuckles got white on the pew in front of me. And I said, Jesus, what what are these people going to think if I go down there now? Three years? Who waits three years to get baptized? Jesus, if I go down there now, they're going to think something funny about me. As that song played on, I got to where I didn't care not one bit what one person in that congregation thought. It only mattered at that point what Jesus thought. I had one job, and that was to obey. My duty then was to obey immediately, like Zacchaeus did, and to obey fully, just like Zacchaeus did. And let me give you a third I got to do this one too. I obeyed him joyfully. Joyfully. Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus joyfully. Jesus said in verse number five Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and he came down and he received Jesus joyfully. I want to tell you something. Before I took the first step out into that aisle, my knees were knocking. I had butterflies in my stomach, and I feel sorry for the person sitting in front of me because I just as soon throwed up on them (laughs) as even moved a muscle. But the minute that I took the very first step, It was like I was the only person in the building. And my friend said, I know you can imagine this one. They said, Tim, I ain't never seen a smile that big before. I was, man. I was ear to ear that day because I knew, I knew, I knew what Jesus was asking me to do and I finally did it. There ain't no joy like being obedient to Jesus' joy. There ain't no fear like what comes right before that. But there ain't no joy quite like obeying Jesus' kind of joy. Let me give you one more. I want to to show you some evidence. You you ever heard this question? If, If it were a crime to be a Christian what evidence would there be in your life to convict you, right? Well, let me show you some of Zacchaeus' evidence, if you will. And it tells me that Zacchaeus obeyed Jesus practically. Practically. Look at what Jesus has to say. It says, it says about in verse number 8, sorry, Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, by the way, time out for just a moment. You know, they slipped in that little verse right there in verse number 7. The they, you know who the they are, right? The they are always complaining. The they never like it when you do what you're supposed to do. The they are never happy with what God's doing when it interrupts things. Never. That, this is the same they, all right? Zacchaeus does not address the they. He doesn't address them at all. He doesn't offer to say, hey, I'm not a, listen, I'm in, hello, I'm in the room. I'm not a sinner, you know. He doesn't dress them. You don't have to spend your life defending yourself in front of other people. And you certainly don't have to defend the Lord. He can defend himself, right? So what does the Bible say that Zacchaeus does do? He gets up. And he addresses Jesus. Lord, he says, look, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. You know what the, you know what the stereotype of the tax collector was, right? The stereotype was, and, and many of them fit that category. They would tell somebody, you owe X in taxes when they really owed less than X. So whatever the surplus was went into their pocket, whereas everything else went back to their government. If I have accused anyone and taken from them, then I'm going to give them fourfold out of my pocket. It's practical obedience. Listen to me. When your belief changes then your behavior will change. If your behavior is not in keeping with the Scriptures and with the will of God, then your belief is not where you say that your belief really is. If you trust Him, then you'll trust Him with everything in your life. Do you remember what Jesus said in verse number 5? Today... I must stay at your house. If you look in verse number 9, you discover why it was so important for Jesus to go there on that day. Today, he says, salvation has come to this house. Salvation has come to this house today. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me for a moment. Salvation can come to this house today, to this one. If you would yield yourself to him and give your heart to him for the very first time. I remember what it's like to be a sinner, separated from God with a greater need than I ever knew could ever be remedied. But Jesus showed me how he can take care of that. He can take care of that in your life too, if you'll let him. Maybe you pray a prayer like this. Jesus, I am a great sinner. And I am in great need I need you to take my sins away I need you to forgive me I need you to have a relationship with me a saving relationship with me Jesus I need you the Bible says that if you will confess your sin that he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How about that? You can walk out of this place today forgiven and clean. Jesus, I pray for every person in this room who needs that, who needs to invite you into their heart into their life, the way that Zacchaeus invited you into his home. For those who need to receive you as Zacchaeus received you. For those who need to be saved, like Zacchaeus was saved on that day. Lord Jesus, I praise you and I thank you for seeking and saving Those of us that are lost. Jesus, I pray that you would do in these moments what only you can do. And that the angels in heaven will rejoice. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me where you are? Maybe you prayed that prayer right along with me. Maybe you need to pray that prayer. You just want somebody to go over that with you. Maybe you need to plant your life in our church. Maybe you need to... Just spend some time in the altar. Just you and the Lord. Whatever you need to do today. It's time to obey him immediately. It's time to obey him fully. It's time to to obey him joyfully. It's time to obey him practically. Let's do it. Sean.
0: Pastor Tim wants to thank you for joining us here on Brit David Podcast. He would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.